The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I bequeath you, my own peace I give you. A peace the world cannot give. This is my gift to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me say I'm going away and shall return. If you loved me, you would have been glad to know that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. I have told you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe. I shall not talk with you any longer, because the Prince of this world is on his way. He has no power over me. But the world must be brought to know that I love the Father, and that I'm doing exactly what the Father told me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord had said to the disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. In this way, declaring his equality with the Father. For if we trust in him, if we trust in God as he commands and also trust in him with that same trust, then there must be equality. He's given peace. He says, I, my peace I bequeath to you, my own peace I give to you. His peace is th that divine peace, the divine harmony that exists between Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And this is what he confers to us. It is evident we cannot give something we do not ourselves have. And so if he gives it, we know that its source must be from the very bosom of the family, of, of the Holy Trinity. And this peace became manifest, first of all, in the Holy Family on the night when he entered into our world and the angels descended from heaven, singing glory to God in the highest and peace to those of goodwill. So it's this same peace from the Blessed Trinity through the Holy Family in himself that he confers on us. And he makes it clear that it's not the kind of peace that the world gives. The best the world can give us is tranquility, but not peace. It can give us a sense of safety, more by an absence of difficulties and of war. But it cannot give us this peace that our Lord speaks of, a peace which begins first and foremost with reconciliation with God. That means freedom from sin. It's a peace that also is a contentment with ourselves, difficult in this world because we are still um, traveling along the way. But nonetheless, if we have peace with God, we certainly have peace in our own hearts. And if we have peace in our hearts, then necessarily this will flow out to our neighbors. And so he comes back again. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. If there are signs of our being afraid or our being troubled, it means that we're not at peace. Why would the disciples be troubled? 
why would they be afraid? Because he himself tells us, I am going away and shall return. This is what you heard me say. And my departure is what causes the disturbances in your heart. And necessarily so. The disciples loved our Lord. And we are always troubled when someone whom we love is going, to, going away. Separation is always troubling for us. But he always said, said, with his going away, I shall return. And even this short separation for them is troubling. And so he continues, if you love me, you'll be glad to know that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And this, of course, is one of those difficult texts that seems to suggest that he is, in fact, not divine. But it's quite the contrary. It is an affirmation of something else. If you love me, you will be glad to know that I'm going to the Father. Why? Because we always want those whom we love to reach their full potential. We want them to achieve everything of which they are capable. That is the very nature of love. Love which wishes the best and the most perfect um, glory for the beloved. And so, in his human nature, our Lord was going to the Father. And his human nature would receive divine honors, even adoration from the angelic spirits. And so, in this sense, our Lord could say, yes, you'll be glad to know I'm going to, to receive the glory of the Father. I will sit at his right hand for the simple reason the Father is greater than I. Christ Jesus, St. Paul tells us, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be selfishly possessed. He emptied himself and took the form of a servant and was humbler yet, even to receive in death, death on a cross. So he, the Son of God, put on human nature and he lowered himself. In his human nature, he was certainly lower than the Father. He was lower even than himself, for he is God. But more than this, he is lower even than the angels. In the letter to the Hebrews is exactly what we read. That he lowered himself beneath even the angels. And not just the angels, but he lowered himself so that he was under the authority of his own parents. Yes, the Father is greater than him in his human nature, but he is equal to the Father in his divine nature. And so he continues, I've told you this now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you may believe. And he comes back again to this central virtue, this foundational virtue which we must have. We must believe everything that he tells us simply on his authority. And this, in fact, is a sign also of our love, that we do believe. And in believing, we love even more. He has talked a great deal. He has said a great deal. He'll even say, 
I have many things to say to you still, but they are too much for you to bear now. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will lead you to the full truth. But now, he says, I shall not talk with you any longer, because, because the prince of this world is on his way. Something he had, hidden, he had hinted about when Judas left. But now the prince of this world is on his way. Not that he's the prince of creatures, far from it, but he's the prince of sinners, that is, those creatures who place him over themselves. But Christ, having been God, and having taken flesh from the Virgin, and therefore not inheriting Adam's sin, is outside of his power. He has no power over me. But the world must be brought to know that I love the Father, and that I'm doing exactly what the Father told me. And so, love of the Father necessarily leads to obedience. And the Son, even though he was Son, learned to obey through suffering. He tells us that we likewise, if we wish to be his disciples, must, we must deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. Where do we follow him to? But to the place where he's going, to his Father. Let us then ask that we will first of all believe, in believing that we will love, in loving we will obey, in obeying that we follow him, and that we achieve the destiny to which we have been called, namely, eternal happiness. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.